Welcome to Dudes of Hazards Radio. I'm your founder and host, Donnie McCarty. On today's episode, we have two returning guests, Brad and Justin, and we have our featured guest for the day on, Jeremy Beechner. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and say hey to the guys. Hey, what's going on, dudes? Excited to be in here today and being on the uh, podcast today with you guys. Justin, how's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Yeah, how was your day? It was good. Can't complain. Excited to get this and uh, get this ball rolling and learn a little bit more about Jeremy. I agree. Brad, uh, would care to share anything exciting that uh, happened for you recently? I mean, I don't know if anybody heard or saw, but I won the uh, first major of the year and uh, playing good golf. Hope yeah. To, hope it continue. Well, congrats and uh, glad to have you back on. Thank so, you. All right, Jeremy, let's go ahead and uh, jump in a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about your family, what you do, um, how much you play, and just a little bit about you. Uh, so I'm married to my wife, Amanda, and I have a beautiful daughter, Avery. She's three years old, just celebrated her birthday on Easter. And uh, uh, help some of the dudes with their swing. Uh, I'm actually a PGA professional. Uh, I've been in the golf business since 2013, uh, in and out of facilities like Blackthorn, Johnson City Country Club, uh, and then teach now. Um, and then um, I actually don't get to play a lot, unfortunately, because I'm teaching a lot. But uh, hopefully with uh, joining the dudes that I can play more throughout the season this year. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to, to have you aboard. I know – um, one of your roles that you have in the league, not only are you a league member for us, and this is your first year, so glad to have you aboard, but you're also our league pro. So, you know, basically we got a lot of guys of all different skill levels. we got guys that can really play like Brad over here winning major tournaments. And then we have other guys uh, probably don't have aspirations of winning a, a major tournament in the next decade in the league. So uh, you're trying to help those guys get up to Brad's level. So tell us a little bit about through the year what you're thinking of uh, doing to help some of the league members out. Yeah, so just uh, helping people in general who want to do maybe one-on-one time. Um, so, um, you know, if they want to schedule a session together and or if they want to bring a group of friends together. So I know I've uh, had a session with uh, two league members at one time. Uh, they just didn't like the maybe the atmosphere of being one-on-one. They wanted a more group atmosphere, so we did that, and it was awesome. Um, and then I'm looking potentially to do some other stuff, maybe like in a group atmosphere with, with several uh, dudes maybe in the future. So yep. maybe that's something that we could do um, maybe before some more – before big major events and things like that. I agree. I think doing stuff like that, the guys will really like to come out in the fun setting. Because, I mean, one of the reasons a lot of these guys are in the league is they enjoy golf, but they want to come out and hang out with their buddies. So if we're coming out at the range and we're having a couple beers and trying to get the driver in play, I think a lot of guys are going to enjoy that, especially if it's before going out for a a tournament, you know, because everyone's trying to get that range session in uh, usually that week of the tournament. Um, It's probably too late if you're waiting (laughs) to the week of and you haven't done it in a month out. But uh, better late than never. So, guys, uh, before we dive in a little more, I'm going to give a little podcast breakdown of what's going to be covered on today's episode. We have some league notes that we're going to cover that just are – any information pertaining for Dudes of Hazards League members that just of upcoming events and things that will be important to keep on the mind, where they're going to go ahead and then jump into an interview with Jeremy and get to know him uh, even more in depth. And then lastly, we're going to kind of bring it back to a group, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the first Hazards Cup that we have coming up uh, down in Blue Ridge, Georgia. We're going to have Justin Kelly, uh, Brad Nagley, and Jeremy uh, Beechner over here talking about that with us. They're all going on that trip. Um, I guess real quick before we do dive in, who's uh, what are you, what are you most excited about for this trip, Justin? 
Man, to be honest with you, you probably see everybody's kind of skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to favor anybody in one certain factor. So it's going to have to be a mix-up between, you know, getting off the tee, playing the fairway, and playing the green spark. I think it'll be a good good mix-up for everybody. I agree. Brad, what are you looking forward to about this trip? The beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, just hanging out with the dudes, having a good time, playing some golf. And, I mean, I mean I, for me, that's what golf trips are about. I mean, yeah, it's nice if you go down there and you play well. But, I mean, in all honesty, I go on these things for the camaraderie, hanging out with the dudes, growing friendships. and I hear that, out. man. You know, I, I think with, you know, the tournament we just had, that first Dudes of Hazards Open up here at Graysburg, with that being a local tournament, you know, people were driving up to play and then kind of leaving afterwards. That one, I feel like you were more goal-oriented on really coming away with the win. Not that you're not wanting to come away with the second win down here, but I think, you know, if you don't quite put on such a superstar performance down there and kind of falter a little bit, it'll be a little bit easier to know that we got an Airbnb on the river, cold beers back at the house, pizza, uh, and that can drown your sorrows if you miss the cut line like a loser. Yeah, so. down in Georgia, I don't have my <laughs> wife asking when I'm going to be home. Yeah, yeah, you're on a dude's trip. I'll be back on Sunday night. I'll see you then. Yep. Jeremy, what are you looking about? Uh, looking forward to the most? This will be your first uh, like trip with us. I know you attended the clash earlier in the year, but this will be your first kind of weekend one with us. Yeah, kind of like Brad said, I'm really just looking forward to getting away and just meeting some new dudes. Uh, I mean. Fortunately, unfortunately, in my line of work, like you just you work a lot, a lot of hours, and you don't get a lot of time just to go play and enjoy time with people, so or, or other fellow golfers. So it's gonna be nice to just get away, have some beer, enjoy some good food, and obviously enjoy the golf course and the company, and just meet some new people and and get away from I guess life for a few days. So looking forward to that a lot. I hear that. What um what what part of your game do you feel like is gonna be? What are you going to be leaning upon? If you're not getting to play a lot, you're not getting a lot of the on-course reps under, especially like having a competition setting. What are you? What are you going to rely on to get you through the rounds? Alcohol. Okay. No, that's a, <laughs> that's a valid answer. Uh, no, I mean, just I don't. I like to think that I don't put a lot of pressure on myself, and whatever happens, happens. I mean, if I shoot 86 or I shoot 76, I don't think it's going to terribly matter to me a lot. I mean, because yep. I'm just going to be there to have fun, and whatever happens, great. And if I get to beat Brad, great. And if I don't, then it'll be a long trip home hearing about it. So it will be. But again, you can play the whole. You know, I'm just so busy helping everyone else achieve their goals that I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm sacrificing achieving mine and beating your ass. So everybody's setting me up i feel like so much pressure now to play good because everyone's like beat brad be as good as brad and i'm like i just put two good rounds together uh, yeah that was it just two really two good really, rounds that won yeah. a tournament <laughs> like eight shots clear the field yeah so other than that i mean it wasn't really that big of a deal you're right yeah. I, you guys are hyping me up i told my wife the other after like all the podcasts talking about me playing and some other like Instagram posts and stuff like that. I told my wife, I said, I feel like Tiger freaking Woods of the league. I mean, like, <laughs> well, it's funny is like, I mean, you, you came out there and just played awesome, and I and I've seen you play really awesome when we've played rounds together. But like at the Clash, that that wasn't your A game. That no. that wouldn't have won you the Graysburg tournament. Um, and so like, yeah, you know, Brad can play, but there's other guys that can play. Um, there's other guys that can play that are going on this trip, and also Brad, just like anyone else, he. I mean, just there could be a bad day in there. Um, you don't know what the weather is going to be like. This will be a new course for Brad. And, you know, he benefits a lot off of, you know, when you're playing somewhere like Blackthorn where he's a member at, you get familiar with that. So that'll be a challenge for him to get to see a new course, even though, 
watched you know the YouTube videos, so we know what yeah. every hole is already going to look like. <laughs> we know the yardage. We know. Doing all right, got to hit the yeah. Doing all the homework. Yeah. Probably didn't do I a think, lot in college, but for golf tournaments and trips, you got to do your homework. I think everyone needs to know. I'm very capable of going down to Georgia and posting two nineties. I mean, <laughs> I, I am, but we'll but see. It, yeah, we'll see. I'm not expecting it. I'm also not putting the pressure on you to be in the 70s both rounds. That I mean, we talked about a little bit before we started recording the uh, old unions uh, long. Yeah, like, that, that's just a lot of room for mistakes out there. And then uh, old Tacoa has a really great mix of some longer holes, some uphill, downhill, a lot of elevation change, some shortable, some short drivable par fours. Uh, I mean, I think yeah, it, it's it's going to be a well balanced tournament, and it's going to be tough to throw together. Oh, um, for sure, some good rounds. Let's go ahead and uh, dive into some league notes here real quick. The match has now been rescheduled for later this year. It's going to be in either the August or September time frame. The Johnson City Country Club is currently going under a basically full-course bunker renovation um, that's just going to make the place look pristine and awesome. So by the time everything gets grown up and you know the sod and everything starts maturing back in, the sand settles, um, basically we have some time just for all that to get done. The course will be looking really great. We're also doing some clubhouse and some other uh, renovations along the way. So we think we're going to have a much better, um, basically be able to put on a better show. We're planning on having the outside patio pretty full of people um, to watch this event. And we figure the weather is going to be a lot nicer then. And this early part of April, I think we got a little ambitious, um, you know, doing this league. Uh, I don't have a long career in golf. It's honestly pretty short. So there's a lot of stuff I'm learning as I go. And one of them was just not really factoring into that looking ahead for stuff like a course renovation or figuring out that, you know, maybe the course doesn't look as great as it's going to look later in the year. And, you know, early April when the Bermuda is not really grown in yet. So just some learning things on my end. So apologies for any inconveniences for that, but I think you're really going to be proud and really enjoy the event. We're going to deliver later this year to you guys. Cause uh, if you know it, Alex and Nolan, they're going to be talking mad shit to each other. Caden will just honestly might be the best rivalry in the league. They're going to be at it. So I think that's going to be a fun event upcoming May 13th through the 15th. We have our first Hazards Cup. That's a tournament that you had to qualify for. Um, we had some eight eight qualification spots that were open, and then the other eight were special invite um, by yours truly. And so the people on this trip were either some of the better players in the league that either won tournaments last year or finished higher up in the standings, or they were new members this year that I could tell were very committed to the growth of the league and or could play. So... Uh, yeah, we got Brad and Jeremy over here pointing at each other, being like, yeah, they're talking about me. Justin's like, not talking about me. Um, <laughs> just in attendance. Just, just in attendance here for moral support, um, camaraderie, and great times. Uh, so basically the way that's going to work, we got 27 holes lined up at Old Union Golf Course, um, which is in Blairsville, Georgia. And we're going to play 18 holes from what's the blues on that course. Take a little break. Reorganize some groupings. Take a little lunch break get back out there and play nine more uh and these will actually be from the whites we're playing different tees um every basically round of the tournament just to kind of give people a different look because you'll have already seen it from the blues the first time we'll change it up a little bit we know some of the guys are not professional athletes and that next nine uh the back starts to get a little tight maybe the beer to uh holes played ratio starts to get a little off too and so we're like you know we, we got 36 holes booked for the day but we're just going to have the tournament rolling through 27 that point we'll do a cut line 
uh, top eight players will go ahead and make the final round on Sunday, which is going to be held at Old Tacoa Farms. That's the premier um, course for this trip. Uh, me and Justin Kelly played that uh, earlier this year. Um, only played it once, probably a top, you know, five to seven, eight course for me. I've played a pretty good amount of um, high caliber courses, and this easily makes it in that um, category for me. I really enjoyed it. It was a great mix of holes. We'll hear Justin Kelly talk a little bit, get some insight from him a little later in the episode. Um, but we have 18 holes there. And then, uh, you know, some people will be hitting the road. There will be optional replay if someone's wanting to do that. Um, some people will – there's a great uh, fire pit area that overlooks some holes that we'll touch a little more in on too. And will be perfect for either celebrating the weekend or drowning out the sorrows and the disappointment. So um, before people head back. But, of course, we'll be making sure people are driving safely back. Um, we're responsible here at the dudes. You driving us back, Jeremy? That's a big no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, someone's got to figure out which one is, so best of luck with that. Um, I'd, I'd say whoever finishes uh, lowest down the leaderboard out of your guys' car um, <laughs> just, just threw something at me. Justin. So Justin, Jeremy, and Brad are riding down together, and Justin oh. was like, thanks for volunteering me to drive back. But uh, that's going to be a great time. We got a Airbnb down by the river set up. That's going to be great for just hanging out. Blue Ridge is a really awesome town. Some great places to go out and eat and drink, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Own ball um, stuff. If you play in the league, this is specifically geared towards league members, this next little section. If you're playing in our own ball rounds. So just some things to kind of just make sure everyone's on the same page on. You just need to play in four of the ten rounds of the first half of the year to qualify for some league points. So a lot of people, it's early on in the year, have only played in one or two. Some of y'all have played in zero. Uh, still got plenty of time. We're on, by the time you're listening to this, we're actually starting our fifth week. So, um, but there's 10 weeks of that. And that gives out some decent league points to where if you're if you're just one of the guys that aren't really trying to win the league and you're just in here for fun, you don't, no pressure. But if you're like, hey, I'm trying to win the league or I'm trying to place up high, get a top five finish this year, whatever it might be, then you want to make sure you're playing in those. And so we have a first half of the season where we take out of those 10 rounds your four best and you add that score together. And then if you play, say, five or six rounds, you get to drop your lowest round or two um, as well, which is encourages you to get out and play a little bit more. And we'll have a first half of the season and a second half of the season. Um, points are handed out weekly as well. So when you play, you know, we have 52 league members or 51 league members now, which is really exciting. And we'll see on average that probably starting here over the next little bit as the weather's getting nice, that we'll have 30 to 35 guys log in the known ball round over a two-week period. So the way we do this is first through fifth place each gets five points. Six through 10 gets four. 11 through 15 gets three. 16 through 20 gets two league points. And 21 through 25 gets one. And if you can't finish in the top half, then, like, I just got uh, just a little bit of advice would just be to play a little bit better um, and just improve. <laughs> and then, like, you can place. But if you don't want to do that, then just keep on missing the weekly uh, the weekly leaderboard. So um, another upcoming event that we have after our first Hazards Cup is our charity tournament on June 4th. Um, starting here in about another week, we're going to really start getting this ramped up and underway on reaching out to sponsors. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, we'd love someone to sponsor this tournament, let's go ahead and reach out to them and start getting that set up. We have different whole packages ranging from $100 up to 1000 for if you're wanting to sponsor the whole tournament and everything in between. 
we are partnering with Isaiah 117 House again last year. Um, they're a great organization. Uh, I chose to reach out to them and just be like, hey, look, we we need to make a difference in this community. I think a lot of times, it's not that it's not great to raise money for all sorts of foundations, but Isaiah 117 House basically helps children in the foster care system that are awaiting placement. They provide them homes and options and parents, um, volunteers to love these kids. When you're donating to them, it's not just going to some like corporate slush fund for execs to go out on the weekend or whatever might be misproportioned for, which, you know, if you're in the U.S. of A, um, that happens whether you like it or not. But here at Isaiah 117 House, they're doing great things for the community, and this is going directly to buying, you know, food, materials, backpacks, clothes for these kids. And so last year in our first annual tournament, we raised just over $2,000 for them, and we're really proud of the league. So I think this next year, um, we're going to step it up to at least getting them $3,500, hopefully more. But we're committed to helping them as they are committed to helping the youth of the Tri-Cities area and expanding. Um, and then lastly, just one exciting note I would like to point out. We actually had our first official league sponsor in Piney Flats Chiropractic. Uh, Dr. Sherry Wingate, which if you recognize the last name, is Calvin Wingate's mom. Uh, she owns this uh, business and provides just excellent chiropractic care. I know Justin Kelly, Devin, you you went and saw her? Yeah, been going for about 11 weeks now. Yep, and she's provided you really good care. 100%. I know Josh Vasquez, if you heard him, he was on our second episode. Last year he was struggling with a lot of back problems on top of just the mental side of the game and then the fact that he's just not that good. And so that <laughs> compounded a lot. And so, you know, he went and saw her, and he was telling me that his back feels better than it ever has been. And so she does great work. And so if you're out here a golfer, you know, you need to make sure if you're wanting to play this game for the next 40 years, you're taking care of your body and staying aligned and everything. So if you're in the Tri-Cities area and feel like that could be something that could benefit you, go ahead and reach out to her. Um, Dr. Sherry, um, just really appreciate uh, the support of the league, um, your belief in Calvin and what he's doing in the league. And um, I think we're going to be uh, great partners. So. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to go ahead and listen to an ad read, and then we'll jump right back into the show. All right. Thanks for coming back. Uh, thanks for staying with us. Jeremy, let's go ahead and get to know you a little bit better. I got some interview questions for you. So this uh, next little bar- part's going to be featured on you. Brad and Justin, if you guys want to chime in a little bit, feel free to. Playing on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you've been listening to this, you've noticed probably there's a little cheeky tone to the room of people just with little side comments in well, here, so I'm sure that'll continue. Jeremy and I have been playing golf for a while, so we kind of know each other's games. And Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about yours from his perspective, so we'll see what this is like. Um, all right, so what got you into teaching golf? Uh, I think more than anything, I realized that as a PJ professional, you'll you'll start behind the counter of working in pro shops and things of that nature and pulling up golf carts. And I quickly realized that's something I did not want to do. I'm going to be out playing golf with, with members or players and then being on the range, helping people. Um, and then, I, to be honest, I probably just got tired of people like Bradley coming in and be like, well, I shot 100 today. I don't know why I didn't get any better. And I'd never come to the golf course. So that's probably a good reason why you shot 100 today. But um, And just really wanted to help people and to achieve whether that's break a hundred, you know, break 85, you know, sh- shoot subpar, whatever it was, just help them get to that next level. And then 
Um, we we're actually sitting here, and I was talking to one of my students uh, as Donnie was talking about the recap, and they shot their best um, nine-hole scores in middle school, and he shot 39. So, uh, so it was really cool just to get messages like that and and see you helping people. And actually, Bradley and I were talking about earlier today how his handicap's dropping, and just you know, I know how hard he's been working on it, and obviously yep. he may or may not have played good like a couple weeks ago, whatever he's talking about, <laughs> whatever. But he cheated. But um, I just want to clarify: I still text Jeremy when I have good rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, I mean, just hearing that, I mean, I know like how much he's played, how much he works, and and things like that. So just seeing him. Uh, you know, put some good rounds together and, and see some great results is, is what I love hearing and seeing and, and going through that with people. No, I agree. That has to be really rewarding. Um, and honestly, if you're wanting to stay involved in golf, I feel like that keeps you more hands-on with the actual game than you said maybe sitting behind the counter or pulling up carts. And not that th those aren't important parts of a game that needed to happen to make this whole thing work, but um, I definitely feel like there's probably more of a personal satisfaction for you and just seeing who you are. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so you said it cuts back on your playing time. Um, what, like, how often are you playing? Is it is it once a week? Is it once a month? Is it a rain session here and there? Um, what, what's that look like for you now? It re it really depends on and on the week that I have scheduled. So like Bradley's always like, "Hey, you want to go play?" And I'm like, uh, "I can't this week, man." But so if I can if I can somehow line up to where I'm doing like playing lessons, obviously I do get to play. So it's really nice when I can schedule up playing lessons because obviously I get to, I get to play too. Yep. But for the most part, it's a lot of range session, a lot of short game sessions. So I do get to hit balls and chip and stuff like that, but not as much as I'd like to play. And so really, I mean, when I got to go play at the Clash, it was awesome because yep. I got to play. Um, and, of course, Inez is, um, is awesome too, so it was a great time. But um, So, yeah, so it's really like once a month, hopefully every two weeks. And, and I was <laughs> it's funny because I was texting Bradley a couple weeks ago. And I was like, hey, you know, can we get together, like, uh, on that Monday, May 5th? And he was like, dude, that's, like, four weeks away. And I was like, I don't really – I have to, like, if, if you want to play golf with Jeremy, you guys get to you're like, hey, out. when do you want to play? And he goes, you know, how about, uh, you know, April? Like, it's February. <laughs> it's like I had to, like, plan it because if not, then I'll start scheduling things. And yep. then it's like, oh, there goes my potential to go play. So sure. he was like, uh, I don't know if I'll be, like, done working at – in two months from now i'm like well all right, i'll just i'll just block a bunch of time off and then we'll see which one works best for us so yeah it, it's unfortunate but it's fortunate at the same time because it is very rewarding and it's very nice but it also um it's one of those things where you think you, you're there a lot you get to play but it's really not but you know this is why i really want to join the dudes and, and go on trips like georgia and go to play clash and things like that because obviously i can't just go out be myself maybe have a beer too or 10, and then, Either you or. know, play and beat Bradley and Justin and, you know. There's not the, much challenge on my end for Riding the backseat with the trophy strapped up next to <laughs> That's, that's kind of the goal, so. Excluding Hilton Head goal. last year, how many rounds, like full 18 whole rounds, do you think you had last year? Full 18 whole rounds? Excluding Hilton Head. Oh, last year? Yeah. Uh, Hilton Head's, what, four days? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Mm. Yeah. That's... Ooh, that's low. And, and oh. one of them was a prep round with you at Black Tomorrow before we left. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To make sure I get it airborne. So how much round, uh, how much did you play, how many rounds did you play on the Hilton Head trip? Four. Okay, nice. Yeah, 14 whole rounds and. Knocking out like 45% of your golf in the year and yeah, on a weekend and, trip. And like half a weekend trip. You're talking about sore back. Oh, guarantee it. <laughs> I love playing this game all day. But just the body doesn't work like it did at 25 or even 22. And uh, some of those 36 whole days, like I feel like one 36 whole day, not that bad going out and playing the next day. But if you're swinging back to backs 
like I don't, for me that's a lot or even going into that third day in a row of playing it's yeah. kind of like okay because i mean um i know before justin we talked about on a previous podcast we went down to huntsville and tried to play you know 54, 54. holes in the day and like that's that was honestly a blast uh we only got to like 49 or 50 Something but like that, yeah. uh ran out a little bit of daylight um, but then there's other weekends I've gone to like Southern Pines and I've told like Fawn, like, all right, like how many holes are we logging this weekend? Like 120, And he'll be like, yeah, like, let's just start grinding and we'll just start on Friday through Monday and just basically, I mean, I remember there was one day we went to one of the courses we're going to have the, um, our two man championship in Southern Pines. We went there and played, I think we logged. 45 holes on the course and then they have a six hole short course that we played four times over and so like i mean we just played all day until it basically got dark and until we just i remember the next day we tried to go play somewhere and i just was like i can't move he's mr like gi joe special forces so he's like let's go boys and i'm I'm, like needing a stretcher to get out of bed but uh well dude i hope that you know being in the league like you said does get to let you play a little bit more because uh you know, we, we've not played much together. We've done some practice lessons. Um, like, I think we did one playing lesson out at um, Pine Oaks one time. But other than that, I don't know if we've ever really played, like, a real round together other than just doing some lessons. Um, I don't think so. That's why I'm looking forward to Friday so I can just, you know, not be teaching and just be like, hey, Donnie, this is how you play and, and this is how good you could be, but you won't be. But here we go. You can try it. So. <laughs> This is what you're. This is what you're striving for. This that is you, this that is you what you want to be. There. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're just where you're at. Yeah, which is not there, but that's fine. Um, well, good. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about what you do with your teaching. I know that you work with the, like the juniors uh, in this area. So go ahead and tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So it's. Um, I help a lot of middle schools. Help a lot of high schools. Um, have a few. I've got three individuals who signed with different colleges in the last year or so. I had two signed this year. So, uh, so it's really a wide variety of. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, the, the uh, individual texted me earlier for his best uh, middle school match he ever shot, uh, thirty nine today. So I mean, it, it's it's it varies anywhere from middle school all the way to college level athletes, and then of course you know adults and and people like they're in the dudes and stuff like that. So I mean, it's all over. Um, but I think it's it's really rewarding to to help individuals like um, Griff, who was texting me earlier, who is really trying to get to the next level um, and and sh- improve his game so much more. Um, so it's it's really nice to see that. And then you know it's always rewarding when you go to um, you know college signings and you know you have your students that are signing with their with their school. So um it's just it's just really it's really rewarding like we talked about earlier just it's really satisfying and it's obviously a lot of hard work on both ends the student and myself but you know when we get to that achieve that goal the light in the tunnel it's it's an amazing thing to be a part of absolutely the so i think it was last year you went to nationals correct yes tell me a little bit about that yeah so we i do a pga junior league team um in um, in, at Pine Oaks where we have individuals from seven years old, um, up to 14 and, um, my, some of the kids from my team along with, uh, Clear Creek and Blackthorn and Cattails, um, we all put a group together to go to, uh, the regional, the national, or the, sorry, the state, the regional and the national level. And, um, we made it all the way to, na- all the way to nationals, which was in Arizona, so it was really cool seeing some of these, um, you know, one of the youngest kids that on my team is uh, Ling Fan, who's eight years old, um, being on an airplane for the first time, carrying his 40-pound <laughs> golf bag to the airport, and he's just dragging along. 
Um, getting run over by the airport security because they're driving golf carts through there. But, uh, so yeah, it was just really cool to, you know, be a part of that and see these kids travel for the first time, staying in a team hotel together, um, and then, you know, seeing their names all over the leaderboard, seeing the Tennessee flag flying amongst other states and, um, you know, meeting Colt Nost uh, that's on the Golf Channel. So it was really cool just to kind of be a part of that. And uh, we got to meet Max Homa too. But um, just seeing other kids around the country who are doing what we're doing and, and playing way better than we are. But it was just awesome to be a part of it and, and to qualify. And we were uh, 11 kids out of 96,000 kids that, that signed up that year. And we were um, seven of the 96,000 people who made it to nationals. So, Like that's just insane. Yeah. It's, like people don't realize like how hard those kids probably had to really work to get to somewhere like that. Yeah. It's it's nuts, but it, it's so cool to be a part of and, and see that. And we may not make it next year or the year after that, but you know, just to say that we were the first team ever in Tennessee history to send a ki- send a team to nationals for PGA Junior League was it's awesome. How'd awesome you guys do? Second to last. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, hey. you, but the, the crazy part though is, and people don't understand is 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 that um, you know they're they're sending kids. Like Team Florida, for example, not ragging on Florida. Maybe I am a little bit because they didn't finish in the top three or something. But they—they're literally everyone else outside the size of Florida is. They're this one team is getting kids from all over the state of Florida, and I mean they're just recruiting people who are driving like two and a half hours one way to be on this team so they can try to make the nationals. Yeah. And we are here in yeah. the Tri Cities, Tennessee. You know, all within a forty-five minute radius of each other from Johnson City. And taking a team to nationals, like, I mean, who's heard of Clear Creek, Abington, Virginia? You know what I'm saying? No like, one. Yeah. Like Boone's Creek, Tennessee. Yeah, people are like, yeah. where in the Hine, world Hine is Oaks, Johnson City, Tennessee? Where in the world is that? That but. just sounds like that's in the middle of nowhere, especially some of these like outlying cities around here. Yeah. So, um, dude, that's that's incredible, and those are memories that those kids are going to one hold on to and hopefully these are the kids that grow up and keep on playing the game whether they succeed at a super high level or not i mean those are the people they're going to remember those memories and that's probably going to help them want to hold on to the game and make you know more of a lifelong event out of it absolutely um what's a as a you know someone who's teaching whether it's the juniors or let's say maybe not as much them i feel like a lot of these juniors maybe they're a little more dedicated than some of the league members are to really improving so some of these guys that are just coming out they're like your weekend warriors they got one range session in them a week or they're trying to play every week just and that's their golf experience what what advice can we give to these guys in the league that can help like obviously there's not a quick fix that's going to fix that banana slice but what what are some aspects of the game that are common misconceptions or whatever you might see yeah I, th- I think a lot of it is is just basic fundamentals um you know you you see people or you maybe you watch tv i know like a lot of us last I mean, last week or two weeks ago we were all of us were glued to the tv for master's week i know they're on like the group thread thread there was everyone had their you know six tv screens up on you know on tupperware bowls and stuff like that like all this tv screens up was hilarious but um but when you watch stuff like that you'll see people that have the alignment rods down and and you know, they're working on basic fundamentals like stance and, and grip and posture and things of that nature. And I think and I think a lot of us could benefit greatly by just working on basic fundamentals. So one of the things I always say is uh, uh, gap, which is grip, alignment, and posture. Um, so many people hold the grip incorrectly, which is obviously the only connection we have with the golf club. Um, so just holding the grip correctly, obviously alignment. you got to be aligned to the target. It's amazing when people will come to me and they'll be like, I'm in this 90 yard slice or this 90 yard duck hook 
and they're aiming 90 yards to the right or left. And I'm like, I don't understand why I keep hitting this. Well, you're not even aiming at the target. How are you going <laughs> to hit the target if you're not aiming correctly? So you throw like two 99 cents alignment sticks that I get it from Home Depot or Lowe's. You throw them on the ground. And they're like, oh my god, like this is the best lesson ever. And I'm like, well, if you just line up correctly, like, wait. So I don't so. have to go to like Golf Galaxy and pay pay 19.99 for official alignment uh, rods. Absolutely not. I, I can't tell you how many times I went into Home Depot or Lowe's and bought like a barrel full of alignment rods, and I'm like, how many mailboxes are you putting up? And I'm like, zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah. And I've been like bought like string and a baby pool, and they're like, what are you building? And I'm like, oh, this is just for golf. This is just golf stuff I'm doing, junior stuff. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah, don't mind me. No, I, I'm the same way Like the, with those alignment rods. No chance. Like That's just you know good old marketing and advertising, oh, yeah. just trying to get you to spend some unnecessary money that you don't really need. Um, there's no need for those to be expensive as they are. So, yeah, if – yeah, if you're trying to look for alignment rods, go to Home Depot, Lowe's, figure out something like that, save yourself some money. There's a lot of cheaper ways to, you know, make some training aids. Absolutely. Because, uh, I mean, as we know, if you play the game, it can be slightly on the expensive side. And by slightly, I mean some things can be outrageously priced. Um, but that's just part of the game. So what what other tips? You, so you got your gap you like working on people with. Uh, what else along with that? Um, and it's funny cause I was going to say this earlier than that and then realized Justin was coming today, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, uh, you were going to talk shit. Now he's here in front of you. you go ahead. I'm going to roll over this way. Just a little bit. Of arms reach. Just scooting down. Um, no, I, I think really just, I, I know speaking, I know from speaking with playing with Donnie that sometimes not using driver is sometimes the best remedy. I know some people, some people are like, man, I hit my three where my five was so much better. You know, why can't I do that with my driver? Like, just don't hit it. Just hit your three where your five was. So, so what? You're going to be 30 yards behind Justin or 50 yards or 100 yards. Who cares? You're still going to make five and beat him by one stroke. I mean, that's right. You can't chip. So, I mean, what does that matter, right? Exactly. So, but one, one thing that Justin and I talked about was like, you don't have to swing out 120%. Like, like, fortunate for Justin, he still hits it by I me mean, when he hits 80%. So, like, which. I mean, but I'm going to find the ferret more than he is, so I don't care. Like, And when he bombs one, he's going to be 50 yards past him. That's okay, but I'm still going to make four, and he's still going to make six. So it wasn't, wasn't matter. What's but, it really matter? So just don't – I guess what I'm trying to say is just don't swing so hard. Like, who cares if you just hit it 230, like, or in Justin's case, 280 on the 80% swing, but find the fairway. Give yourself a chance to make – to hit the green in regulation to try to make four. Like, I mean – I've watched Calvin hit it, and he hits it freaking miles. But the one thing we talked about in our, in our session, I was like, hey, just don't swing so hard a couple times, see what happens. Yep. And he was hitting, like, at the range at Boone's Creek. There's a nice full goal in there. Yep. And he piped, like, six in a row, hitting at his 80% swing, which his 80% swing will outdrive most of us yep. on regular day. So, yep. like, what's the need for it? Now, if the fairway is 90 yards wide, then go ahead, unleash it. But if not, then don't do it. So Much easier to get to score par when you have a ball to hit. Exactly, not reaching in the bag ball. for another one. Exactly, yep. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know, so before we came and recorded today, me and Justin uh, Kelly went out to the range, and I'm hitting next to him. And honestly, it's just the most, like, demoralizing thing, like hitting next to this guy at the range. I'm over here hitting my pitching wedge, like, kind of decent, nothing nothing great. And I look over at him, and I'm like, oh, wow, he's probably hitting, like, a, his seven or his eight. What are you hitting, Justin, uh, pitching wedge? I'm like <laughs> – Oh, That's 175. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, like not in the mood. And then we're doing something, and we start switching over to like three wood and driver and some other clubs, and he just absolutely smacks this driver. So, at the you know, the John City Country Club, they're a good mix of age of members, but 
just today on the range, it happened to seem like it was more of the silver sneaker club and the guys over the age of 55 out there. And so Justin, no one else is driving the ball over 200 yards that's on this range except for, like, me and Justin. And he steps up and just lets this thing rip. And it is loud. And I'm like, oh, Justin, that was pretty loud. You absolutely murdered that. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to back down to, like, my 60 to 80% swing for control. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, just don't even want to hear it. This thing was still cleared over 300 out the back of the range. And I'm just like, this is gross. Me. <sighs> yeah. So when Justin hits his driver, uh, so it's, it's bombed. You listen to Jeremy when he says it, but you didn't listen to me when I said that? He's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's won a tournament now. So. <laughs> that is a valid point. That's He's a good point. Now. Give me my PGA card. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, what other is, is that? Is that pretty much it for your? You feel like those are your main areas to to work on for those average weekenders? I know, again, it, it's tough. Everyone has such a variety um, of of misses and, and, and different things they could work on. Yeah, I mean, I, I I really think more than anything too. Like, if you, I mean, obviously we know we're all working and you know doing this and that and family time and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, even if you don't have an hour to spend or, you know, even 30 minutes, I think it would be huge even if you just go ahead and buck our balls real quick and then go home or whatnot. But also, too, you know, go chip and putt. Like, go find whoever you're going to play or wherever's closest to your house to give you the maximum amount of time. But go chip and putt. One of my favorite things to do with any of my juniors is, is play the up and down game. So play two balls from a particular lie, hit two shots, and it's like the worst one of the two. And then nice. try to make the try to make one putt for like par, like simulate yep. what it'd be like in a round. Um, yep. And then you know if you can shoot you know five or six over technically if par is two, um, you're doing really well and selecting the worst ball of the two. Um, it's one of my favorite games to play, and it doesn't feel like you're practicing. You know you're playing against yourself, yep. playing against par, and it doesn't feel like you're practicing, and you, you actually will lose yourself in time. You know hopefully you don't get in trouble going home, but um, you know you'll lose yourself in time, which is amazing, and and you don't feel like you're practicing, but you obviously are. So. I'm with you. I think coming up with little games like that, I know some of the guys, like uh, Calvin recently moved to Charlotte before he did. Me, him, Alex Holloman, we would go out to Pine Oaks a lot, that little chipping area, and we would just set up little games of where we'd, all right, Alex, you pick the spot, and wherever he picks, we both hit from, so you can get close to the pin. And then I switch, and then we'll do maybe, hey, best out of best out of nine, or whatever it might be from all different areas. And it's just fun, and like you find yourself like, I feel like sometimes when you go to the range, you're a teacher, you probably see some people and maybe even some of us along the way that you, you get so focused into like what you're trying to learn and stuff that you're like, you're out here to have fun playing this game. Like yep. this is supposed to be fun. And yep. I feel like sometimes you learn even more when it's fun. Um, so I know those are fun little ways and all of us have never gotten carried away and ever played over or been late when we told our wives we'd be home at, <laughs> oh, we'll be home by seven. We promise there's no way we're looping an extra nine. And then it's eight thirty, or oh yeah, you wouldn't believe it. The course so backed up. Uh, it's really, path only today. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of extra walking today. Some wife is listening to this and is like, "Noted, cart path only is cold Secrets. for bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's this. code for four beers after the round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you can't tell us how busy it was out there. Um, well, Jeremy, I appreciate uh, you kind of sharing some of that advice. I mean, if you're one of the league members, hopefully you can take some uh, insight from that. Let's go ahead and uh, do one more uh, quick ad read. We're going to hear um, about the awesome company that produces our uh, podcast. If you enjoy listening to Dudes of Hazards Radio, 
you need to go ahead and check out the people that help produce this podcast for us. Are you looking to up-level your marketing and branding? Then you need to chat with Marissa and Mitch at Maypop Media. Mitch can produce your podcast like he does for us and help you tell your story. All you have to do is sit down and record. Marissa can bring your vision to life through photography and videography, bringing more brand awareness to your mission and beautiful content for your marketing and social media needs. Reach out to hello at maypopmedia.com. And again, that's hello at maypopmedia.com for a quote on any of your media or marketing needs. Thanks again, Mitch, for all that you do. Really enjoy it. All right, guys, back to the show. Uh, next, we're going to go ahead and dive into our first Hazards Cup preview. I know uh, the guys are really excited to talk about this. This trip is uh, coming up very shortly uh, for the guys. And so, Brad, let's go ahead and start with you and just tell us maybe a little bit about how the format's going to work uh, for the tournament, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so um, show up Saturday to Old Union, and um, we're going to have, like, 27 holes of – own ball play so we'll play 18 holes from the blue come in have some lunch we're gonna switch up the groups and then go back out and play an extra nine and um i think that one will be from the whites yep. and then um after that day there'll be a cut line and so with like 16 golfers we'll have the top eight and uh they'll kind of move on to old tacoa for um the final round. Yeah, the, the final round. And uh, I believe we're playing the Old Tacoa from the tips. Yep, Old Tacoa from the tips for the guys that make the cut line. For those that don't, they can have fun uh, kind of doing whatever they want uh, for that round. Um, they'll get the you know minimum league points for the standings for attending, but won't be really playing uh, for score, which you know, if you didn't make the cut line, maybe you weren't having the best weekend anyways. So maybe, See, you know. You'll still get points, Jeremy. <laughs> Hey, I told you. I told you before. I'm here for the points. I'm here to have a good time, good food, beer, and camaraderie. Yeah. If I just right. happen to go home with the trophy, then hey, it's a bonus. <laughs> that means I have to drive home. Well, I think that's going to be a great time. I think the guys are going to enjoy. You know, I think people like playing their own ball. I think people like playing scrambles, all sorts, and that's something we try to do with our tournaments. Is kind of offer stuff. So, you know, we started off with uh, a two-person scramble two own ball events in a row and then our event after this will actually be back to a four-man scramble for a charity event so we're really kind of bouncing around um so with this brad um i'm sure you've done a little bit of homework uh, knowing you what what are you excited about between these two courses uh what what do you see that's maybe that you're hoping you can take advantage of or might present some difficulties well, so I haven't been there like you and Justin have, but it kind of looking from online, it looks to seem kind of similar to Blackthorn. There's a lot of undulation in the fairways and around. Um, I like to say I'm kind of used to ball either above my feet or below my feet and know how it's going to come out. And so it kind of looks like it's going to be that kind of course where you're not going to have really a flat lie. So that is a exceptionally accurate description of good. the course. Good. Yep. I actually, when I played with Justin, I felt like I even mentioned that when we were out there. I said, I'm not saying this is Blackthorn, but when I see this course, I actually look at a couple of different things. I see some of the uneven lies that Blackthorn presents. I also recognize some Mike Strand's characteristics, even though it's not made by him. And there are some really risk reward holes that offer, you know, a bailout play for if you're not one of the stronger players, not looking for that aggressive play. But then there's some holes that really open it up for you. If you're really trying to the rip it and grip it, um, 
that you can take advantage of if you're a long hitter. And then there's other ones that are short par fours that are going to force you to maybe you maybe you don't need driver off the tee. Uh, you can still drive the groove in something else, but it's going to take a great shot placement. So Bradley? I see a lot of different uh, characteristics from different courses. Right, I'm just worried. It's it's kind of tied off the tee, man. Like if that driver gets a little erratic. Well, you know, that's what I just uh, bump down to a four iron and hit a little bullet four iron straight. Take a take a wind show. <laughs> what are you going to do if there's not a course where you, or a hole that has to bend it to the left? Hmm. Because I know that mulligan? that butter cut sometimes. Is it Donnie? We get red teas in this. No red teas. No <laughs> no no help. Um, you get well. You get one molly on each day, uh, but no red teas or anything outside of that. So what's going to be really interesting is on that first day. You know, if you're listening to this, one molly, what kind of tournament is that? Listen, it's the dudes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> not the U.S. Open. It's not the U.S. Open. Like, yeah, this is a little more serious, but like. Let's be real, amateur golfers. Everyone's good for one duffed one. Look how tight that is, Bradley. Like, well, this is a part. Three. Don't worry about me. Three, I'm just three. saying. Like, no. don't worry about Justin. Me. This hole was fun. We yeah, both it was a blast. We both ended up short. Um, we actually chipped on. I think we made par on the hole, but uh, ideally, probably would not like to be short again. Yeah, that's, uh, you got about a seven foot. Like, it, it's you above your head. It's like quite above your head. Yeah, it's it's noticeable. We're uh, we're right now watching this. This video right now, we got to pull it up in the uh, in the studio here at uh, the Maypop Media Recording Studio. Watching this, and uh, we got to pull it up. And some of these holes, just the elevation changes, uh, they're beautiful. Everyone's kind of checking out and listening to the podcast and just staring at hole number nine here, which. Uh, Justin, I remember, lost his ball in this tee shot because he sucks, but thankfully I put one in play. <laughs> I mean, missed um, it right. He did miss it right. That's a perfect right. hole for me. Uh, leader right. I I got in. Oh, look at that bunker guarding it. Terrible. Yep. Um, <laughs> we both missed our approach shots right. Chipped up, I think, save par. It was a close <laughs> pin. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a fun hole. And then things transitioned over to the back nine. Uh, this course is just a lot of fun. Um I know we're talking a little bit about Old Tacoa right now, just in case you're trying to follow along. Um, they recently just did a clubhouse renovation as well. So that's going to be totally done. The dining facility is going to be awesome. The practice facility is great. Um, their putting green is awesome. It's like a little snake. Do you remember that, Justin? Oh, uh, yeah. Going downhill. Yep. I mean, tons of square footage, um, tons of different. I mean, I feel like simulate putts you're going to see on the course. For sure. Um, so, Jeremy, um, you know, what are you looking forward to on this trip? I know you like the golf, um, but we also got some pretty cool lodging set up. I know I saw when we were talking about that earlier, you had the fishing pole motion going with the hand and then the, the double fist and beers. Um, at least those looked like beers. Um, Gatorades. Gatorades. Gatorades, whatever they were. Um, yeah, what are you looking forward to uh, on that side of things? Uh, I think really, like I talked about before, I mean, I mean, obviously, if I play well, it's great. It's amazing. But, you know, at the same time, just really looking forward to meeting some new people. And then um, and it sounds like, you know, the fire pit and then, you know, where we're staying and being access to, like, the lake or the river, wherever it is going to be. I mean, it's just going to be nice to be away from golf but at golf at the same time with a bunch of people who like golf. I mean, so it's, that's – really i'm looking forward to just a couple of days away um obviously trying to play and try to you know potentially win the championship but then also um you know just just enjoy it just enjoy the the camaraderie and then being around obviously great food hopefully and 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 just be in and around it with people who are enjoying it with me so 
That's what I'm really looking forward to the most. Tell me about this 634-yard par 5 at Old Tacoma. Yeah. So that thing, um, slightly on the longer side. Uh, A little bit. <laughs> if, you, if the whole like 600 thing started off with that. Uh, the good thing is you can see watching this here. The landing area for most drives, I know when me and Justin played this, um, I put my ball in play. Justin would have put his ball in play, but he literally just hit it too far. Um, it just it, it basically didn't draw quite enough. He, I remember he just piped it. It was completely straight, but where this kind of goes downhill and left, it just looked like it cleared out a little bit right past the fairway. Um, but basically there's a landing zone up top and then a really steep downhill, which I think you can make up a lot of yardage on. Okay. But it's still going to be a very tough – I would not expect to be on in two here. Um, you're going to be having a third shot, but thankfully – if you can hit two good high quality shots, I think you're going to see your next one is just a short wedge, actually from a pretty level area as we Correct. remember. Yeah, it's like a it's a step down, yeah, step down. Okay, yeah. through the whole thing. Now, for me and Justin, uh, most people that are really good will be their third shot, but even in a two man scramble because we were just struggling, it was actually our fourth shot from down there. But that was fine. Um, but outside of that, that was great. Did you guys you then, make par? What? Did you guys make par? We did not. We bogeyed it. Bogeyed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The next hole was really fun. That's a um, hundred and, or I think from the tips, it's two hundred yard. Two hundred five. Um, two hundred, yeah, two hundred and five yard par three. And what's really neat about that one is it actually shares a hole or the green with um, maybe say, like fifteen. I want to say 15, 14, 15, 14, 15, yeah. 14, 15. Yeah. Uh, You go up a hole or two, and then you, so it's sixteen. We're looking at it right here, coming back on this this map. So you. You drive back, and it's a shared green. It's really fun, kind of unique seeing that. Um, and see, the beauty of this hole is if you look up to the right side, that's where that fire pit is. Yep. So, so you're basically sit, you're sitting mm -hmm. on this fire pit. You're watching people play the par three, coming in for this par four, and then teeing off for another par four. That's down. So you're getting a lot of action right here. And I remember when me and Justin were watching this, this dude that was putting – uh, it was just really terrible, oh, and like six putted this green because it's two tiered, and his approach shot landed on the wrong tier of the green, and it just it was honestly a nightmare situation to watch. Um, but overall, man, I, I think the course is going to be an absolute blast for people to play. I'm glad you're excited, Jeremy, for coming in and enjoying the other stuff outside of golf. Um, Justin, what are you looking forward? You've already played Old Tacoa Farms with me. That was a, I mean, honestly. I was one of those love the course, but I remember that day we just felt like we already had something lined up with our wives. We were visiting something. in town, um, so we couldn't have played more really because we had promised them, unfortunately, that we were going to hang out. But uh, if we could have, I felt like we would have. Oh, for sure. That was really just a fun day we had. Um, Did perfect weather. Perfect, perfect weather. Yep, absolutely perfect weather. wasn't too cold. wasn't too hot overall. Um, the course management side of things, they had it really nice, well kept. So, I mean, can't really complain when it comes to a good day with a buddy on course. I agree. Um, so, guys, um, Brad, Jeremy, Justin, you guys want to just dive in a little bit on some of the course stats you're seeing for this or just any information you saw? We're basically looking at this and seeing from the tips. I think, what did we say, about 6,600 yards or 64 from the tips at Altacoa? Altacoa is 6,747, I believe. Um, par 72. Yep. Um course ratings like around like 72 yep so it's it's going to be long but it's not going to be terrible so actually i mean like old union which granted we're not playing from the tips but it's 7500 yards which is that's, that, a, that's a, a monster, it's a monster so I, i'm not quite sure what the actual yardage 
will be from the tees we're playing, but I'm guessing it's still going to be in the 6,000s. Justin, look up the yardage uh, for the blue tees if you don't care for um, for Old Union. I am curious to see what that looks like. Um, Old Union, you know, both these courses are going to be awesome. Old Union is a little bit more on – I think the Linksy style from what I saw, I was reading some reviews on it. Um, I haven't played this one yet. Neither is Justin, but it seems like the move is maybe more of the ground game, keeping things um, maybe slightly more conservative on trying to attack pins and realizing that probably not a round you're going super low at, but going to be one where you're wanting to minimize the, the blow up holes. Um, Jeremy, have you looked much into either of these? courses or seen any like just tidbits or things you're looking for i have not i'm just gonna tee the dry up and let it go <laughs> fair enough i like your strategy i'm gonna make birdie or double hey e- either one or. or the other live or die yep yeah so you're looking at uh 6359 okay that's pretty from the blue tees yep. so overall 70.9 rating with a slope of 129 okay should be a pretty fun day out there um Guys, you guys have any closing remarks for this tournament? I know, like I said, we you've heard us kind of rave on about it. Really excited about the Airbnb. We got that river, the old Tacoa River, which is what the course is named for, running right behind it. Um, literally the back deck, um, probably just you know, 15 yep. feet, 20 feet off of that is off the river. river. Um, got a good amount of lodging. Uh, if you're one of the guys that went ahead and paid up uh, earlier for the trip, that was a smart decision on your end because you're going to get better bedroom choices. So props to you for those of you that like to drag around your feet every time. Well, then you'll just get what you get. And uh, Saturday night, we got an awesome dinner planned. Um, by awesome, I mean pizza and just a shit ton of beer, wine, liquor. So it should be a pretty good time to unwind. Uh, blueberry, margaritas. Mm, blueberry margaritas. Blueberry margaritas. Jeremy, uh, do you want to share that story, or would you like to keep it? Uh... Why not? Let's just let's just <laughs> yes. open the book. All right, let's get <laughs> it. Not? All right, this let's will be a good note to end on right here. Let's do it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, you're <laughs> telling it. No, go ahead. It's not my story to it's, tell. It's kind of a blur to me, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, okay, so <clears throat> one night, me and Steph decided, or you know, asked Jeremy, Amanda, what are you guys doing for uh, dinner? And they're like, oh, no plans. Like, well, come over. We're going to cook steaks and stuff like that. So, Riley's a very good cook, by the way. Very, very good cook. <sighs> He's still learning. <laughs> We're getting there. Oh, <laughs> uh, But anyway, so Jeremy and Amanda come over. And at the time, uh, Stephanie was pregnant, but we hadn't really told anybody yet. So we, um, me and Jeremy are kind of, we're going going deep we started with some bearded iris or just some like double ipas so good and i think we drank two a piece but they're like seven percenters so they're hefty and then dinner started and we started drinking red red wine mm, with steak classic you have to, have to. Yep. yep and me and jeremy finished two bottles okay and then we're hanging out and oh what else do we have to drink well there's some like pre-mixed blueberry margarita that sounds Freaking just disgusting. For it's, the record. It, it was tasted good. It looks very good for the bottle. Like looking well, at the I mean, bottle, you're like, this is this this looks really good actually. Yeah, and it's I mean it. it be, be honest, it's something that the wife would drink normally. Sure. Yep. Well, me and Jeremy started on that. Well, we finished the bottle. I mean, it was a big bottle, and uh, I think. What time did you guys leave? Like two in the morning? I don't remember. I didn't make it out of your driveway. <laughs> of I fell asleep in the car. I love that. Yeah, I said I knew that was coming. Yeah, I did it too. Like I made it to your stop sign, and I, I was I suppose I was asleep already. Like, that's, 
and the stop sign is like literally next to your mailbox. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So not not because it's been on the stop sign from your driveway. Yeah. Literally. And apparently Jeremy went home and had a rough night. Cuddled the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Your wife probably would have rather you've cuddled her, but it was the toilet that night. Yeah, there is there is no cuddling any other human being except the toilet. Just cold porcelain. Just <laughs> so me every, and the cold porcelain. Every ever since then, blue margarita just gets him nauseous. Oh, it has so, to. Well, I'm getting super we're in this sweaty little... right now thinking about this. <laughs> it is. I actually just sweat. Yeah, my face is like, forehead. it's coming on your forehead. Yeah. I feel like well, I'm, I'm going to have to wipe this seat down when I leave because I'm sweating through my shorts right now. We have this group chat and like we were talking like, hey, what beers are we bringing? What are we drinking tonight for the podcast? You know, we like to have a good time on here. And they're like blueberry margaritas. And Jeremy's like, yeah, I actually got something going on tonight. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try tonight. to reschedule next time. But uh all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, favorite league event uh, from each of you so far that you've kind of been to? Jeremy, I know you've only been the one, so we'll skip you here. Brad, uh, okay, we're going to skip you too because we already know your answer. <laughs> one of the dudes of Hazard's open. This is a terrible ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are well, we going this year? Well, um, so out of the, the, the Clash and the dudes of Hazard's open, which one did you like more, Justin? Uh, open. Open. Okay. For sure. What what made that you – what what did you enjoy about that a little more? Um – to be honest with you, I just had a, a blast with good. the people I played with. Yep. I, I feel mean, like to be quite frank, yeah, it was in good spirits with people. Got to drink a lot. To to be, got a little too drunk hey. out there, but I had a blast, man. To be honest, and it, it was cool to see Brad get in there and win it. Yeah, it was. That was that was. I'll give you big kudos on that. Yeah, that, that, that kind of sucks for you because you're gonna have to like uh, hear about that for like for the next eternity. Forever, but that's <laughs> yep. that's fine. All right, no. next uh, little topic, quick rapid fire. Uh, let's go ahead, Jeremy. We're gonna start with you. What event are you looking most forward to this year? Uh, I think Springdale. I think Springdale's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, I'm Match a good play. friend of mine, a coworker actually, who's a member there, and I, I, he's taught me a lot about it. I haven't been there yet, unfortunately, hopefully soon. But I think Springdale's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, it's going to be, you know, the uh, I don't know, condoms, or no, condoms. Condominiums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of light, please. Uh, the condominiums or whatever are right there. Um, so thank you, sir. Um, the uh, condominiums are right there. Is it sponsored uh, by Trojan? Yes. <laughs> this is where we Trojan, Trojan if you're listening, Trojan, please, please sponsor. Thank you. Um, so it's going to be right there. You get to keep a golf cart with you. You play, and you go straight to your, you know, condo yes. and, uh, and hang out. And it sounds like it's like in a big unicircle or whatnot. Yep. So just, I mean, beat everybody. Everyone being in one area, fire pit sounds like it's gonna be a great just, time. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be a lot of fun. When, when's that trip again? Uh, July eighth through tenth. It's up in Canton, North Carolina. Probably about an hour and a half. I mean, honestly, I know you're gonna be busy with busy with the baby, Brad. But you could probably just uh, act like you're just kind of tied up at work or something over the weekend. Your wife probably yeah. won't buy it, but yeah. that's good luck. Um, Not Justin, now, after you said it, she listens to this. Okay, so <laughs> Stephanie, um, that was a joke. So just forget I said that. Justin, what are you most looking forward to the rest of the year? Oh gosh, man, I enjoy Myrtle. Yeah, um, Myrtle's, Myrtle's be probably blast. one of my my best trips that I've ever been on um, overall. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, that was be great. That <laughs> was sleep. That was the unofficial year we went on that one. Uh, Brad came along for that one. That was like his first little league function. That you had fun. Uh, Brad, what are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking to go back to back in Georgia. Yep, I. <sighs> I think that's an easy one to be excited about. Like, oh. you know, I, I look over here and I, I don't even know which one I'm most excited about. I think this Georgia one for me, it's a lot of good players. It's going to be two really fun courses and it's a lot of my good friends. So I'm excited for that. Um, 
look at the two-man championship um, in Southern Pines this year. If it works out, I may actually play in that tournament. Um, and so that might be a fun one for me. And then lastly, I would say the other one I'm really excited for, too, is the one that you mentioned, uh, Jeremy, is the match play in Canton at Springdale. I've played there twice. The course is wicked. Um, that's going to test people's game and their mental strength out there. Um, so, Brad, uh, Ju- uh, Justin, we'll start with you, Brad. What's your social media for people if they want to follow you? It is B underscore Nagley, and my last name's N-A-E-G-L-E. Okay. Justin, if people are trying to look at you and follow you. Yeah, no worries. It's Justin underscore Kelly, 8892. And Jeremy, if people are trying to follow you and your teachings on uh, golf. Uh, Instagram, it says J.A. Beachner, and then Facebook, is Jeremy Beachner. Awesome. Okay, real quick. Georgia trip. Who wins? Can't be yourself. Go. Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I'm going Jeremy. I'm going Hugh. I'm going Hugh. Ooh, yep. that's a good. You hear that, like Hugh? That. The pressure's on for you. Pressure's yeah. on. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. And as always, keep it classy, dudes. 